Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. So, for our very first show, we thought it was fitting to invite Shane Beaumont along for a chat. Shane is WA's most recommended agent, according to RateMyAgent.com. He was Rewa's Rookie of the Year in the first year of his career in 2006, and since then has averaged more than one sale a week. And we've been keeping an eye on all the great things Shane has been doing lately, so I wanted to get to know a little bit more about where he came from. Welcome, Shane. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. First podcast guest, how do you feel? Very excited. A lot of pressure. A little bit of pressure. We'll see how we go. (laughs) So to get things kind of rolling, I wanted to know how you, you got started. Uh, look, I, I used to, uh, when I went straight from school, um, I had a Euro, European passport. So I actually moved to England, played cricket and would come back and basically do odd jobs here and there to get by, enough to make enough party money. <laughs> and then I basically decided I was sick of going back and forward. So I actually went into a friend of mine, his dad was a manager at a glass company and I applied just basically to be a trade assistant. And then I basically went to an estimating role. And then there was a sales role that came up and I was told that my communication skills weren't good enough. I was too young. So I quit later that week. And a couple of friends of mine, um, one Brett Moyle and Sean Hughes actually were in real estate. Um, And I I guess they said good things about it and I didn't really want a nine to five job. So I went for a cadetship um, under a company called McMahon, which I learned under the Genman, I guess a Genman based system which held me in good stead and it was fantastic grounding or learning um, and that's how it started. Okay, wow. So what happened to the cricket career? Uh, I wasn't good enough. (laughs) Fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. And so when did you kind of decide that real estate was something, you know, going from just a glass sales role, that real estate was your thing? Um, I think the moment they told me that I wasn't good enough to do sales um, and I'd love people. I was always uh, loved dealing with all sorts of people. Even when I'd moved, I was in the UK uh, I was involved, whether it be coaching clinics, um, I guess I guess you could say I was babysitting basically in the school holidays, but with cricket and that, I really liked the interaction with, with adults, um, obviously coaching kids. Uh, so I knew that being in an office nine to five was never going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and real estate, given my, I guess I went from year 12 straight over there, was no uni. Um, I thought, well, how can I, I guess, have a good lifestyle um, and I guess reward for effort was something that was really important to me. I'm, I'm a hard worker and I have good work ethic. So I thought, well, there's no better place. Uh, I think real estate's a very fair game. Mm-hmm. If you put a lot of work in, it can be very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, the top achievers have the same amount of hours as the guys that don't mean much business. Um, so I think it's something that's a very, very, probably the fairest industries you can be in. Yeah, absolutely. So from McMahon, mm-hmm. um, where did you go? Uh, I went that? to uh, Real Estate Champions mm-hmm. um, till they um, sh- shut their doors. Um, so I was there for a couple of years. And then I opened uh, my own office um, with uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, um, co-managers or co-owners. Um, but th- I guess the, the demographic that I was working with um, and... The vision I had probably wasn't in line with my business partner at that time, who was a bit, a fair bit older than me, um, mm-hmm. probably coming toward the end of his real estate career, whereas I felt mine was taking off. Um, so I went uh, and worked with one residential with Michael Fazzati. Um, the reason I went there was in the top awards, I guess, master sales, people, what have you, most of the other award winners were all selling multi-million dollar properties. 
Um, and there was some good synergy with Michael Vizzati because he was selling everyday properties, but sell, we're both in the sort of 50 million category. Um, and I thought what better person to learn off to play the long game because I came from a Genman system, which was, I guess, a lot of chasing, mm-hmm. no attraction marketing. Okay. Um, so that to me, go somewhere and I guess see someone reap the rewards of being in the game for 20 years um, made me realise investing into marketing, um, playing the long game was where to go. Whereas the chase, um, once you stop chasing, the business stops. Yeah. Um, that scattergun approach. So I was lucky enough to work there. Um, put in the hard yards and, and it is hard to go back from writing, you know, 800,000 in gross commission back to 400 because you stop chasing mm-hmm. is a big decision. Um, but it's something that's probably the best thing I ever did. Yeah. You've, so real estate champs, mm-hmm. and then to Michael Forzati, mm-hmm. champs is where Michael Keel. Michael Keel, yeah. Came There's from, some other so fantastic reps actually. It really yeah. uh, was at the time it was winning top office um, yeah. quite a lot. Um, the market was just taking a turn then, um, and I guess a lot of I think that was when VPA I think started to become really prominent, um, and a lot of agents uh, I guess under that system some went really well and some didn't. Um, but most of those reps, from what I can see, are still out there. Um, okay. It's a really great bunch of guys, actually. Awesome. Couple of couple of moves in there, but you've been with One Resi for a long time eight now. Eight years. Eight yeah. years now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me about kind of your toughest time in real estate. Toughest or, time. Or a time when you've failed. Yeah. Even. Uh, look, we I fail every day. Right? Yeah. I guess the more you try. The more you throw yourself in, the more you fail, but that's where you learn. Yeah. Um, regardless of what you're doing, whether it be sport, teaching, the more you fail, I think, the quicker you learn. Um, the bigger, Probably the toughest challenge was uh, when my father passed away, actually s- trying to stay focused and that, I guess, responsibility with clients. I struggled mm. with, I'm a perfectionist as far as contact, um, what I want to do every day and to actually, I suppose, be a son or be there for your family to have your clients don't know that what's going on yeah and i probably struggled for a while there the responsibility of being the good son um, with the family and also at the time being an owner of a business mm-hmm. um still be responsible to my clients because my situation sad as it was doesn't it doesn't help when they're in their situation they've employed me as their agent um what's going in the background is yeah doesn't it's sad as it is in the day i've got a responsibility to them so i'll probably struggle with that yeah um but uh, I think I learned a lot about myself through that process. And how did you get through it? Uh, Realising some of the decisions, I think, at that time, um, when you were, I guess, dealing with a lot of, um, I guess, emotional situations and clients, realising at that time, in five years from now, will this day or this conversation, this thing that's happened, will I be talking about it? And I can't remember any of those times. Yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up on the little thing thinking it's a massive issue mm-hmm. but I think if you pause and say in five years or ten years time will actually will it be a blip on the radar most of the time you can probably say not yeah uh, death is you remember that but those little things that you're sort of um, worrying about um, or procrastinating with they tend to not matter yeah the longer longer time proves you know yeah absolutely along those same lines I guess where personal life you know mm. and professional life how they kind of interchange yep. real estate agent you're working really long hours mm. i see your social mm. media mm. getting home at 8am mm. lots of nights mm. working weekends how do you kind yep. of balance that um i think uh, one thing i will say is everyone wants to obviously do really well in real estate mm-hmm. um, and they want to have 20 listings or have 15 settlements mm. a month but i say be careful what you wish for because mm. you can't turn the tap off 
You've yeah. got that many clients to be responsible for. They don't know what's happening in the background. If your, your dog's sick, you go to the vet, you've got to take your children. I don't have children, but if you do have to go to their assembly, um, you've got to look at their, their I guess their, the responsibility of them doesn't, doesn't end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say be careful what you wish for. Um, success is great, but it's, it's not just rock up to the office, coffee, drive around, have a few meetings it's it's long hours um switching off is not easy so that's one thing i I can say okay and what when you are doing those long hours and and working as hard as you do what's motivating you um i think i think for me is the fact that i've got the long game in mind Mm -hmm. um and if i if i look at where i was at sort of even two or three years ago what i was doing to do that today wouldn't be getting where i need to be tomorrow mm-hmm. um so just keep pushing um, i'm lucky enough i've got a supportive group of friends uh, my partner um family um, I, I can't imagine if um i see a lot of i guess um, mothers in real estate some amazing agents female agents and i don't know how they do it with kids responsibilities looking after a home even single mothers, same thing. It just blows me away that they can do what they do. Um, and it just means they're obviously fantastic with their time management. Yeah. You know? um, because we all have the same amount of hours in a day and everyone you speak to has got, a, yes, everyone says they're busy. Um, but what I consider busy and what another agent considers busy, I'm sure are two different things. Um, but yeah, we've all got the same amount of hours in a day. That's yeah. one thing I will say. Absolutely. You mentioned your long game. Mm-hmm. Care to share? Uh, look, I'd, we'll, how do I put it? Um, I think before you before you can, I guess, expand, you have to get things right and you know, from the get, build the right foundation. So um, I will be opening an office. I would think um, over the next twelve to eighteen months um, in an area that I, I work a lot in, which is Gosnells. Mm-hmm. Um, that's certainly on the radar, uh, but. For me, it's getting a level of service and systems in place that when you do, I guess, open a business, um, and I've been speaking to Michael Vizzati, um about this for quite some time, mm-hmm. it's important that if you are a salesperson, that doesn't fall away and you start worrying about the business side of things. So I'm really making sure the foundations are in place that so we can get to a level that that doesn't back off. Yeah. I think, again, that being busy, um, the moment you get too busy to make those callbacks to say do things you say you're going to do that's when i think it's really important you have to address yeah and i guess on that note why do you think people fail in real estate and that whether it be early early days as rookies mm-hmm. or you know successful agents who do decide to go out on their own and, and open their own agency uh, the biggest thing i think with real estate agents is ego Um, I think we're one they're afraid to fail Mm -hmm. so they just keep doing what they used to do and any business whether it be taxis hotels whatever it may be if you keep doing what you used to do things are changing that quickly it won't work so I think they get into a rut of thinking we have to do this and then they start I guess watching the dollar Mm -hmm. Um, they stop marketing themselves stop doing the things that got them to that level Um, and I think that's where I guess warning signs come in because mm-hmm. you're not evolving um, and it just changes so quickly and if you don't invest into yourself that's with training um, and business um, our mentoring like I'm always at the gym whether it be listening to music or listen to a podcast with Tom Panos um, Lee Woodward uh, Matt Steinway just listening to guys that have I guess got the runs on the board mm-hmm. they've played the long game they've done all the hard work and I think if you're not constantly trying to better yourself and I think sometimes when people get into a business, 
they basically um, that's where they come unstuck because they stop doing those things because they're too busy yeah okay absolutely if you could go back 10 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and give yourself a message yeah early well 10 years 12 mm-hmm. early Shane rookie yep. Shane what would you say I was only saying this I had a media, an interview with Tom Panos um, a couple of days ago and if I had the same intensity with my and discipline with my prospecting as what I did in my first two years, um, I'd be five years more advanced than where I'm at now. Okay. Um, but I think what happens is you get, um, I didn't know what, I guess, acceptable level was. So my first year I sold 72 properties. I think this person that came second sold 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of a sudden you go, well, that's acceptable level. Um, and then you start to get attracted people calling you because you've got past clients Mm -hmm. and you stop making the calls because you're getting calls coming in and it feels great but the day you stop chasing attraction's great but you need to chase and keep I guess meeting more clients that's when I hear people go oh they're great it's fantastic that 80% of their clients repeat client but that means they're not growing they're not getting more so you've got to it's good to have fans and have that reliable business Um, but I would say advice to myself back then don't take the foot of the accelerator um, keep going. Mm-hmm. It's just quite easy to do. So just because you know you've got X amount of settlements or X amount of deals and the, you keep getting appraisals, if you don't get back on the phone, um, and phone's massive. People don't use it anymore. They hide behind keyboards or behind text. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not doing that and then you expect the business to come back, it simply won't. Um, so I think you've got to look that long game of in five years' time, if I stop doing what I'm doing now, what will happen? And yeah. I tell you right now, they won't be calling you. Simple yeah. as that. In your kind of early days, mm-hmm. was there? Did you have a mentor or someone that was kind of pushing you, or were you always very self-driven? Um, I think the moment I was told that I wouldn't be good at sales, yeah. um, I'm someone. If you say you can't do it, I'll do it. It's yeah. a really good determination thing for me. <laughs> so being told I wouldn't be good at sales um, was probably the, the biggest blessing in disguise ever. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if being challenged like that. And I guess, and I guess, the conflict of saying well, you're not going to be good enough to do that. If that conversation hadn't taken place, I don't know if I'd be fitting glass, but I don't know if I'd be in real estate. Yeah. This end, I think I've always would have gone that way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would have got into that early. Yeah. So, I guess you just answered my next question, which was, if you weren't doing real estate, what would you be doing? Um, <laughs> playing cricket. I think about that a lot. Um, I certainly wouldn't be playing. I might be playing cricket, but it would be degrade on the weekend. Or something. Um, so I think for real estate, I can say I'd, I think now in my career I'd be in a, a coaching, um, I guess mentoring or marketing. I love marketing, as you know. I'm always coming with ideas that I think um, a bit different. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would have fallen in love with that as much as I did if I hadn't gone into real estate. So it's a bit of a tough question. Yeah. But my favourite movie growing up was Jerry Maguire because I wasn't yep. good enough to be a sportsman. I thought being an agent <laughs> would be pretty them. cool. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to say I'd be in sports agency. Yeah. That'd be cool. I feel like real estate's kind of good for someone like you because it's your own business. Yeah, yeah, you, you are. Know, yeah, so. I think that's – you are your own personal brand. Yeah. And I think the shift in real estate's coming that I think – as a realistically, I'm a client of one residential. Um, I've got to be in the right environment and I've got to be happy with what's happening in the background, the right systems in place that I can excel. Yeah. The clients, my clients are really my clients. Mm-hmm. They follow the mobile phone, they follow the service. So I think people are realizing now as an agency, uh, the vendor is actually with the client. Your mm-hmm. job as an agency is to support and nurture, have good staff, good yeah. support staff, so that person can excel in their field. Yeah. Just go out there and be a real estate agent, not worrying about this not happening, yeah. that not happening. And with one residential, um, obviously Michael, uh, the principal, doesn't deal much with my clients. Mm-hmm. 
what he deals with is, and Karen, our manager, is obviously making sure that I can go out there and have the the administrative support in the office yeah. that what we say we're going to do happens. Yeah. Um, and that's the responsibility of an office. The marketing's great. Um, but with, um, obviously, social media, um, the prominence of that coming into play, I think agents become their own brand. Yeah. And what you put out there is what, I guess, the clientele is going to portray you as. Yeah. So it's very important that you get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with social media, you also need to make sure what you're putting out there is you. Yeah. If you're not driving a Lamborghini and you're not selling $5 million homes, there's no point doing that as your profile because yeah. it's, there's no synergy. Um, so you want to be as real as it, you can be. Um, it's nice to have beautiful homes, but if you're not selling beautiful homes, get down and dirty. Do what you would actually do and people expect mm-hmm. you to be out in the field. Mm-hmm. That's not three-piece suits. That might be jeans and a polo, whatever it may be. But there's, there's only one person that can be you and that's you. So I think it's something really important with branding. Yeah. How do you... I guess, what do, you, what do you consider your brand to be? Uh, my, my brand from the get-go when I guess started um, with one residential and went down the attraction, I guess, attraction route of I guess, finding clients, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be results plain simple. I didn't want it to be part of the French bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to have this, I guess, perception that what I was doing was all fancy and what have you because what I do, it, it's not glamorous. Um, I think people... They see results and they see numbers that you do and they think, oh, he just must have, you know, just drive around, everything falls into place. It's not glamorous. Like, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a photo shoot, I'm there making sure we're moving things for because the tenant doesn't want to. Um, I think on Facebook and social media, you don't see the crap times. All you see is the, yeah. the beautiful holidays and all this sort of stuff. Um, but no one ever shows their worst day. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. So... Um, yeah, I'd like to think that people could say, what you see is what you get. And that's why I did Lost Gosnells. Uh, yeah. I'm from Gosnells. Um, my way of giving back to community was how can I help small businesses or people reconnect? They haven't seen each other for 30 years. Um, that doesn't cost a huge amount. Um, but the, I guess, the experience for those people um, is something that wouldn't have happened. And that, that's good. You know? yeah. So I think it's, that's why I quite enjoy that type of thing. It's something like Lost Gosnells. Yeah. Obviously, it's been embraced by the community. Do the yeah. guys chat about that? offline like when you're around the community do you hear um i get uh i get people i haven't met messaging me saying hi shane um you don't know me but we'd love you to share this photo from when i was a kid now that's pretty cool yeah um, when i put it up and i had one today we put up about 10 o'clock last night and i woke up there's 17 comments um the person that from i think it was the mid 50s shop on albany highway she goes oh that was my granddad's then oh. the person that worked there was a servo that was actually the attendant in the 70s, said, oh, I used to, I used to work for your dad. Oh, and wow. to hear that sort of conversation is really cool. Um, and it doesn't cost much, but it's about people, the memories for people um, sharing you know, mm-hmm. in a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 3,200 members now. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Mm. Hopefully those kind of stories keep coming mm. out. And Yeah. yeah. Um, how much attention do you pay to your competition? None. None? I can honestly say... Um, <laughs> With, with real estate, I think it's, again, it's a very fair game. The only person you're competing with is yourself. Yeah. I think the moment, and I go into listing appointments and I know I've been spoken about, the, the, the clients say, look, Shane, I'm getting you in because I know you're everywhere. Yeah. Other agents spoke about you in the appointment. Now, the, the, their, their sole purpose is to go there, prove to that client why they're the person. 
asking who you're getting in and on saying things about that particular person, I just don't understand it. So mm-hmm. much like golf, golf, you're not actually playing against other players. It's you against the course. Real estate is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, there is only yourself, I guess, to answer to. Um, if you're not getting the results, good chance it's the person in the mirror, not your office, not the area, not the market. We've all got the same amount of hours in the day. You can look in the mirror and you can honestly say that if you've had dollar productive activity and left no no stone unturned in finding that business, well, you can rest easy. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do something and don't give it your best crack and then you start blaming, that's where a lot of people go off track. Yeah. So I certainly don't worry about my competition at all. I don't really Fair have enough. any, in my opinion, because... Yeah. I can only control what I can control. Yeah, competing against yourself. Yeah, exactly right. And in that regard, I guess, not paying attention to your competition, but um, other agents in Perth, is there anyone who you do look at who's doing things well? Who you kind of... Oh, without a doubt. Um, There's some agents, I guess... um, Daniel, I don't know Daniel, um, but I think for a guy like Daniel who... Daniel Gonzalez. Yeah, Daniel Gonzalez. Yep. uh, To do it, he's done in a short space of time. Um, He's obviously... He understands the game has changed so quickly mm-hmm. um, and he's embraced it. And I think he's done really, really well. Um, and, I mean, if you look on Rate My Agent, I'm sure you could probably see his reviews are supporting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at, uh, I guess, that – I think that's amazing. You know, people think it's – it is a long game, mm-hmm. but if you do the hard work, you can speed the process yeah, up. Yeah, shorten okay? the game. <laughs> if you only sell five properties a year, in three years' time, only five are going to sell again. But mm-hmm. if you sell 30 or 40 and push hard – um, makes a big difference. So he's someone I think is doing exceptionally well. Um, I also think uh, Sean, I'm friends with Sean Hughes. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's been he's obviously he's gone to the next phase where they're obviously uh, opening businesses and employing people. Mm-hmm. And I think his uh, marketing is someone that I think does really really well. I think it's fantastic. It's consistent. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people try and go we'll go down this route and then they stop six months later. Um, so they're probably two people I guess I'm constantly looking at. Yeah. Um, but I think the the new agents coming through, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel sorry for an agent that's been around maybe 40 years Yeah. Um, because it, it'd just be hard to um, – you look at any child, if you give them an iPod, they'll, they'll work it. Yeah. The game's changing so quickly and if they're not embracing it because they say, oh, that's not what we do, um, I just can't imagine. You'll get it away just, it just, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's 10 years, it's just incredible, the prominence of – um, you know, digital, mm-hmm. digital marketing, uh, realestate.com, Rewa, all those things, it's just completely changed the game. Yeah. Um, that's what I've seen, definitely. Obviously, you're someone who's embracing digital mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. across the board, whether it's the portals, the social mm-hmm. media, whatever it is. Um, what's something that you kind of come up against all the time, whether it's from clients or from other agents mm-hmm. even, that you hear all the time that's um, maybe something everyone believes that you don't believe that you disagree with um i think that the perception that video is all about the agent Mm -hmm. um, i think it's important that you make you explain to your client that it's not just about the agent um it's about the property putting the property in front of more people although the agent might be in it um it's not just it'd be weird to just narrate a video and not yeah. have an introduction in some some agents especially probably more eastern states they're more involved in the process um but a lot of that if you look at the guys that are doing that whether it be um say gavin rubenstein just for example mm-hmm. those properties there's a lot of um emotion involved with those properties a lot of um fear of missing out you know enviable yeah. properties mm-hmm. cars so it has a time and a place for my particular marketplace for me staring over a gazebo or a pool and looking out amongst a 600 square meter block is probably not 
that much synergy. But explaining to my fa- the family that may be looking at that, it's this close to the train station. Yeah. It's just around the corner from this sports club. Um, it's got a daycare just here. They're things that photos can't tell. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able to do that and also put it in front of a forum that if you're on realestate.com, you're in the market you're buying. Video in, an, in a market that I work in where half my buyers are first home buyers, they're not having to buy every day. They're not on those portals. They're not needing to purchase because they haven't sold anything. They don't mm-hmm. need to move. Mm-hmm. So my only way of getting in front of them is to actually put it on those portals and then go, no, that could work for us because we already live around the corner. Mum lives here. So that's not about me. That's about the property. Yeah. Um, and I think the moment that you start to creep into territory where the, any of your marketing is about you, not the property, the property is the star, yeah. you've got to be very careful because the owners will pick up on it um, and you won't be able to convince them because it's clear as day. It's not about, they're not the star. Yeah. The property is not the star. Yeah. So that's something I think um, is an objection. And I do believe that the cost point of view, a lot of, um, I guess, vendors, I think agents in the head think a lot about it. But uh, And I've, I've spoken before about this. If you don't believe that if a, on a $500,000 property, $330 just for a 60-second video or whatever it may cost is worth it, well, you don't understand marketing in this current age. Yeah. Because And you need to because you're selling your own a short that if you can't put that property in front of an extra 5,000 people in two and a half weeks, you're not doing your job right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think agents need to educate themselves in that department too. Absolutely. Uh, do you prefer to list or sell? Uh, <laughs> listing, yeah, I guess, selling, to me, I think selling is very easy yeah. uh, because... I think the game's changed 10 years ago. I think one thing I can say is I see people go, oh, Shane, I'm thinking about going to real estate. I've got the gift of the gab. The gift of the gab is, I guess, the modern day way of saying you talk a lot of shit. You can talk shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we're so um, information savvy now. Every buyer knows what things sold for. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone comes into a, if someone comes to me and wants to buy a motorbike, I'm not going to be able to sell them a caravan. I could be the best salesman in the world. So communication reliability, saying you're going to do something and doing it um, are what a real modern-day salesman is. You make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard sell, it's it's gone because you can't bullshit anymore. Yeah. Everyone knows where it is. They know zoning, everything. Mm-hmm. They know the last five sales in that street. Yeah. So the modern-day agent um, is purely a great communicator, trustworthy, reliable, um, and authentic. That's what I think mm-hmm. is probably um, the best way to describe it. And I think... That's probably my last question for you, which you've just answered is how do your values show up in your work? What are your values? And, I'd, like and- to th- I'd like to think that the person you see on that video um, is the person who's going to walk through the door. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about, oh, they see an agent's photo and they go, geez, that was him when he was just graduated and he's 46 now. Um, I think it's more than that when it comes to video and especially being involved in the community. Yeah. If you're, people will see through, if you're doing things in the community just to get more business, people pick up on that. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be authentic and real and actually enjoy what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be good at something if you don't enjoy it. So for me, I'd like to think that what they see out there, um, whether it be if I'm in gym or going to the cafe, is the same person you'll get if I'm walking through your home to list it and sell it. It's yeah. probably the best way I can yeah. describe it. Excellent. That's all my questions no problem at all thank you so much for your time thank you very much thanks for having us um, and hopefully we get to do this again do a bit of a follow up I'm sure it'll be very popular awesome thanks so much Shane bye see you later thanks for tuning into The Crunch 
We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. So if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.